Welcome back to the Broncast, the podcast all about the Ford Bronco. I'm your host, John Melton. And I'm Donnie Whiteman. We are two Bronco enthusiasts who own Broncos, work on Broncos, and love talking about the Ford Bronco from Generation 1 all the way through Generation 6. Our sponsor for this episode is ARP Fasteners, automotive racing products, and Tom's Off-Road. Tom's Off-Road has every part that you need to fully restore a Bronco. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about summertime Bronco parts for your early Bronco and maybe even all the way up to Gen 6. And then also engine issues like stalling out, leaking oil and coolant, uh, loss of power. And should you rebuild your engine or should you replace your engine? It's going to be a good episode. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I love engine stuff. Yeah, yeah. Man, I love summer. Like my kids (laughs) have gotten out of school and the catchphrase around our house is, it's summer, (laughs) y'all. Like, I don't know why we keep saying it, but every time, anytime my kids ask for something, they're like, Hey dad, can we go out to go get some ice cream tonight? It's summer, y'all. And I'm like, oh, all right. Why do you why say not? no to that? I know. Like, can we stay up late? It's summer, y'all. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, cool. So I wish they slept in a little bit more, but it's pretty fun. Yeah, a neighborhood baseball game the other day when I came by to look at like power steering lines yeah. on your truck. <laughs> I know. It, we live in a great neighborhood. It's like the kids, there's a ton of kids around. So Across the street, next door. I mean, we have kids all around, and they're all like my kids' ages, so it's a lot of fun. I mean, I'm, anytime we're like, go play outside, it's like there's kids to go play with. You know, it's not like we're forcing them to just sit alone outside. It's it's they have they have kids to play with, so it's a lot of fun. It's summer, y'all. It's summer, y'all. <laughs> but it's summertime. Time to talk some summer things and all that good stuff. What have you been up to? Oh, uh, just stripping down Bronco chassis. We've got stripping like down in the heat. Three trucks to <laughs> just come here. It's something, y'all. Uh, <laughs> we got to strip down these chassis and get like the bodies off, the axles off. I mean, engine first, transmission drive yeah, line. But yeah, yeah, just strip them all the way down. And then, of course, first thing you got to do is get the chassis sandblasted or media blasted and then see where the rust is usually at the body mounts and where people have mounted other front bumpers onto. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's fun. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So that's what I'm doing for the next probably two weeks. Nice. That's cool. I went to, uh, the Texas Bronco off rodeo for, uh, for a week and shot some videos up there. Um, it was pretty cool, man. Like if I know you haven't been to an off rodeo yet, uh, last episode, we were talking about off-roading and kind of some off-roading basics. Man, if you go to the off-rodeo um, the, the, for the Gen 6 people, the new Bronco people, like it is, it is a learning experience in how to take your Bronco off-road. But like you do stuff that you just wouldn't normally do in a Bronco or, or in your Bronco. You know, you wouldn't normally just like go over those obstacles and stuff like that. And the Texas one is set up really, really nice where it's a, it's a cool, cool kind of course that they take you up. And, uh, Amy and Mike clouds work there who they're early Bronco people. They, uh, they're a part of the Texas, um, early Bronco club, um, and, uh, or Lone Star early Bronco club and man, such a, such a neat, neat place. And Amy and Mike are awesome. And so, yeah, definitely, uh, fun experience going, going to the 
Texas Bronco Off Rodeo. Don't we don't we have some uh, summer events we can talk about? Yeah, we're like in the middle of event time. So we've got uh, June twenty first through the twenty fourth, twenty fourth East Coast Bronco Roundup in uh, Pennsylvania at the Twin Grove Campground in Pine Grove, Pennsylvania. Uh, and that one's put on by the Mid- Mid-Atlantic Early Bronco Club. Um, so cool event if you're up in, uh, up in PA. I have one. Uh, July 12th through the 15th is the Bronco Super Celebration, like the one we went to, but this one's in Wisconsin. Yep. And uh, is it third year for this event? Second or Sec- third year? Second year. Second. I think it's second year. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. it's just the second year. So, Yeah. Well, what's cool is Bronco Driver, so Bronco Driver puts that event on. So they had East, um, the Tennessee event that we just went to in April. They opened up uh, West, which they're I think they're now calling Colorado. Um, so Super Celebration Colorado. Then they have Super Celebration Wisconsin, which is that one. And I think they're opening up Super Celebration Nevada. So that should be cool, like... Uh, is that the fall one, the really late? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So pretty well, this cool. this one on July twelfth is at Wisconsin Dells, which is you know very touristy, kind of a lot like Townsend. It yeah. caters to tourism and car shows and cool yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, cool event for sure. Uh, and then the big one that I'm excited about, July twenty first and twenty second, the Tom's Off Road Rock and Roll event in Medford, Oregon. We'll both be there. Yeah, I'm super pumped about going out there. I'm really excited. Yeah, that's going to be, that's a fun event. We're going to do a live episode um, at the Tom's event. Um, so that should be fun like we did at Supercell. So um, yeah, it'd be fun, fun event. Oh, and we get to drive around in Shelly's race truck. I'm yes. super pumped about that. Yep. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. But all those guys have trucks and wheels. So we'll get to ride around in Angel's truck and yeah. Hardy's truck and- yep. Yep. It'll Anybody that will let us ride anyone, their yeah, Bronco, anyone. they're going to have to get us at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have <laughs> any have wheels. To pick us up and drive us around everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that will be fun. Uh, if you haven't yet head over to Tom's off-road website and sign up for that event. If you're a West coast person, um, now, uh, the thing is we're giving away, we've been giving away the, uh, bold exhaust on the episode right now. But the next thing that we're giving away definitely has to do with the Tom's Off-Road event. So you want to pay attention for future episodes on that because, uh, if you know, you might have a chance to win something cool at the event, even if you're not going to be there. So, But you're not going to tell us what it is yet. No. Okay. I like to tease people. And uh, <laughs> on future episodes, you have to listen. They told you and they didn't tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Well, uh, moving on through our episode today, talking a little parts corner. So we are. It's summer, y'all. And uh, we're, we're enjoying the heat in Tennessee. And uh, it's been nice and toasty out here. So what are some uh, Bronco parts that we're looking at for summer? Oh, the best, best thing is to, you know, um, take the hard top off. You got the cage, but you... Maybe don't want to get sunburnt or get completely wet. So Tom's has all these soft tops. I was online looking at them, and they call them bikini tops. Oh. Because, you know, there's no sides and stuff, and they yeah. basically cover the two boobs that are sitting in the front <laughs> of the truck. <laughs> so, 
But they got like 12 or 14 of them. They have them in white, black, like a silver. And they have, so I thought a, a bikini top only covered the two people in the front. They have family tops that go all the way to the rear hoop and cover the whole family. Oh, that, that, I, instead of being a bikini, that should be a one piece. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. For the whole family. For the whole family. <laughs> so I am, uh, my part, I'm going with the early Bronco air conditioning kit. So this is something that I'm yet I've yet to install. I've looked at them. You know, I would love to to put one of these in my truck. But the thing is, I don't know and this is where I just need to bite the bullet and do it and see how it actually pumps cuz like my heat in my Bronco works. It works great. Like it blows hot air. But I have like 19 holes and my doors and firewall, firewall <laughs> yeah. and floor. Like, I mean, the heat coming in from my transmission tunnel, like, you know, like there, I don't feel, I don't feel the heat, uh, blowing from my little, you know, heater box there under, under the, the passenger floorboard. So, or under the passenger dash. So it's like, I don't, I don't have a lot of faith in the air conditioning unit, but I really want to try it because this thing looks awesome. So I'm looking at the um, uh, vintage air kit on Tom's off-road site and it's 1800 bucks, $200 for shipping, flat shipping. And, you know, it looks like it's pretty in depth. Like you're, you're going to, you know, spend some time putting this thing in, but it comes with the compressor. It comes with um, a, like a, a piece that goes in front of the radiator. It comes with all the hosing and the routing. Like it comes with everything that you need to run an air conditioning kit in your Bronco. But it's like $1,800. Is it going to cool me down while I'm driving down the road? We might have to pat some of those holes. Yeah. <laughs> I got a bunch. I got a whole box of grommets here. We'll just like cover them all up. Maybe that's the key. Maybe before I do... The uh, air conditioning, I should bring the Bronco over to your shop and just let you. We'll try and cut some of the heat out. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's like even, you know, I have like on my B pillar, it's all rotted out. So it's like as you're driving down the road, <laughs> like the air just blows in. I have duct tape over it right now. And I don't, those are the things I don't show on my YouTube channel is <laughs> all the, all the uh, holes in the Bronco. Well, they have, there's, and I'm not exaggerating millions of vintage hot rods that run the vintage air system yeah. so i you know it works it's just a matter of yeah. getting more cold air than hot air in your truck right exactly exactly yeah um but i definitely will be taking my top off because it's summer <laughs> <laughs> i like the i like i like driving around without the top on on the bronco it's it's just a fun it's a fun ride so oh but Okay, we teased this in the last episode. Uh, we talked about this, and we said Tom's was going to pre-release a part for you listeners. So figured right now during our uh, parts corner would be a good time to talk about this. So um, uh, Tom's came to us and said, hey, what if we give you guys, um, give your listeners early access to a part with a discount. So I teased it last week and uh, we were like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. Um, so we thought what would be, what's the next part coming that Tom's is going to be releasing and, uh, and, and uh, what, what can my, our listeners get as a discount? So the next part 
that is coming out for only for the broadcast. Only if you click the link in the description, you don't have to put any of your information in for this one. This is just a, a discount that you guys get in early access to it. We're, uh, Tom's is now offering seat heater kit for the early Bronco. So whether you have the stock seats, whether you have uh, those beautiful new walnut premium seats that Tom's carries, uh, this w- kit will fit. That rhymed. This kit will fit your uh, your seat heating, warming warming your bum uh, in your early Bronco. Not great for summer, but winter is coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> so. But it's awesome because it's like, man, um, how many times I have wanted to turn on seat heaters in my Bronco. Heat seaters? Seat heaters. Which, which way do you say it? Seat heaters. Seat heaters. Heat seaters. I always say heat seaters <laughs> on accident. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so um, it'll be pretty sweet to, uh, to get those. So there's going to be a link in the description of this video, in the description of this podcast. Uh, that is the only way to get early access to those seat heaters, and that's the only way to get access to that discount. So you're not going to find this by searching on Tom's Off-Road website right now. Uh, but in a couple of weeks, it will be up. So if you're watching this and you want those heat seaters, definitely seat heaters, uh, definitely, uh, definitely click that link. Yeah. On this next part of the episode, we have a Q and a today. So it was, how do I know if I need an engine rebuild? Oh, and this is a great segue into engine rebuilding. And yeah. For me, it's like, if every time you drive your Bronco through your neighborhood, they think they have a mosquito service <laughs> in place. You probably need an engine rebuild. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, so we're going to try and keep this really light because, you know, we don't want to drive people down to the murky depths of engine building and put them to sleep while they're driving. Go super deep. Yeah. yeah so we're going to kind of just talk in general about engine building and uh, sort of explain all the parts and what's involved. So it's it'll be uh, introductory for some people and it's not how to though. Yeah. So yeah. Nice. But yeah. Uh, you know, even the 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 last of the Gen Five Broncos are now 28 years old. So those engines have been there. I was just working on a uh, 76 Bronco the other day, and the bolts and the manifolds were have been on there for 50 some years. So you know, yeah, that stuff's got to come off, and it's time. The things like smoking, leaking, it's doing everything. All the bad habits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> smoking and leaking. That's right. Yeah, I mean, kind of looking at that, um, figuring out which engine you have is kind of the next step. Obviously, depending on what year Bronco you have, there's there's a couple options, but for the most part, we've got a straight six engine, which that is. Um, you know, easy to see because you have one valve cover up at the top and all six of the pistons are, you know, in a straight line running up and down your engine. Like Donnie said, you know, it's not a V shaped, um, that would be a 289 or a 302 or even a 351, um, would be your V8. And those are pretty common. That's, that's pretty common. That's the most common, uh, on a Bronco is, you know, your early Broncos have some 289s, then it switched to the 302, and then you start getting the 351 in there. And kind of throughout the years, you had the 302 or the 351 and different variations of those. Uh, someone asked me the other day, how do you tell the difference between a 302 and a 351? And 
the only thing that I could really figure out was the head of the, the bolt head of the head bolts for a 302. It's a seven sixteenth bolt. And for a 351, it's a half inch bolt. That that well, was well. The 289 and the 302, you really can't tell them apart. Right, there might be something a little like that. A 351, the the intake on a 289 and 302 is about nine inches wide, and the 351 is quite a bit wider. It's oh. almost two inches wider. So the one in the shop right now is a 351, and you can't get early Bronco parts for 351. So if you're ordering stuff for the engine, it's all going to come in for 302. So Interesting. Yeah, the 351 was more of an F100 or a full-size Bronco engine, but very common replacement. Yeah. There's a, probably a 75, 80% chance your Bronco does not have its original engine right. in it. Yeah, totally. So, you know, that can be challenging, but um, my preference is a, either is always a 302. Yeah. Yeah. And you even get into with some of the older or the uh, other generations, second, third, fourth gen, you get the 460, um, which is is very uncommon. But again, I've seen them in um, in the Broncos. I think it was Parker has a 460 in his gen two. Um, and so super cool upgrade for sure. But um, I know only a few Broncos ever came with that stock, but a lot of people upgrade those uh, as they as they think it's cool, which I think it's cool. Yeah, well, you know, and there's the the iterations of the 302 continue to today. The newest version is is a, co- a Coyote. Yeah. So I mean, it's still the same engine, just you know. You got your Windsors in your Clevelands, you know, what's the difference? And yep. uh, I don't know. Do you know what the first country is south of Detroit, foreign country? First foreign country south of Detroit? Yeah. <laughs> Mexico? No, it's actually Canada. So the Ford oh. Windsor engine was made in Windsor, Canada. And, you know, Canada's like a thumb, uh-huh. like a hand with a thumbstick on it. It actually comes up underneath and the river goes around. So. Interesting. But yeah, that's where the Windsors come from. They come from Windsor, Canada, just across the river. No and then way. they come into the Ford plant. And there Cleveland's were from Cleveland, Ohio, yeah. Yeah. which is like an hour and a half away from Detroit. Yeah. And the Cleveland is a more uncommon engine, right? The The Windsor is common. The Cleveland is an uncommon engine. Yeah. And I think they Cleveland's more known for the 351. Yeah. Okay. So, but the 302s, the 289s, they literally just, you know it was easier just to get them done across the river. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. I think the, the next thing we want to talk about is, you know, what's your engine doing or not doing? Is it something you can fix or do you need a rebuild? So, you know, kind of go into diagnosing the engine, um, you know, to find out, you know, why is it stalling? You know, is it, you know, coughing? (laughs) Why is it leaking? Um, all these things. So, you know, start with the obvious for me. It's just like, just start with the leaks. Like if your engine's not clean, clean it, you know, you can pressure wash it, degrease it. And then if it does leak, you'll see a wet, shiny fluid somewhere. And that'll at least point you in the right direction. But there's a a lot of things you can do at home without just dropping it off at a shop. Yeah. And really, you know, it's, it's fixing the little things going through and fixing those, those little things, you know, it's, um, and that it gives you such a knowledge of your engine while you do it. 
I didn't know anything when I started, you know, I didn't, when, when I started working on my first Bronco in 66, um, I didn't know what I had. I didn't know what things were, you know, and I was watching videos and I'm learning from neighbors and I'm, you know, doing all this stuff. And you know, the, the beauty of it all is you learn as you go. Now I know a ton more, you know, I just took my heads off and rebuilt them. You know, it's like I cleaned them up and put them back on and my Bronco actually runs, you know, um, it's, it's, it's taking those small steps and figuring stuff out as you go, but also having people who are knowledgeable around you to help you. And, and that's the, that's the key, you know, don't just go rebuild your engine or don't just go throw a new one in learn, you know, learn as you go, like you said, clean it up and then start trying to figure out, okay, it's leaking here. Let me try to put a new gasket here. Or is that what, you know, what it needs? Is it a new gasket? Is it the water pump? What do I need? You know, is it the thermostat housing? What do I need? Do I need a new thermostat? You know, it's like figuring that stuff out so that, uh, you kind of learn as you go. Well, even, even newer cars will, one of the first things they place, they start to leak is at the valve cover gaskets like even BMWs, you know, so, you know, uh, DIY on a valve cover gasket, John. Oh, one wrench. Yeah. It's so easy. And then, uh, it gets trickier. If the engine's leaking in the front, you got your timing cover and all that. That's quite a bit more work. Um, what do you think? Like, uh, three, two or three. Yeah. But especially on a new, you know, when you new car, you're obviously, getting getting more complex and and stuff but on the 302s there's still a lot that you have to take apart to get there so it's you know not too difficult but it's just that that fear factor of how will this ever go back together <laughs> you yeah. know like how will, how could i ever remember how this all goes and i have the beauty of i film everything and i go back and watch my footage cuz i'm like how did this come off you know like when i was doing my heads i'm like i don't even understand how i got this head off and now I, you know i go back and watch the footage and i'm like oh there's a bolt there there's this here there's this here so yeah so another place you can leak is the oil pan um if it has headers on it, it's a lot harder. If it's got stock exhaust manifolds, um, what would you rate that? Maybe a two? Yeah, stock exhaust manifolds are easy to pull. You know, it, it's a one job, but a one wrench job, but they're most likely going to break those. Those bolts are going to break. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they have been resting. Those manifolds are pretty rusty. And so you just really want to take some time with it, make sure that you have the right wrenches to actually, uh, you know, get, get, get it on the head of the bolt. So you don't actually break it off because you're twisting it weird or, or something like that. So an oil pan would be a two exhaust manifolds would be maybe a three. Well, I feel like other than like coolant, which is the thermostat, um, I mean, the intake could leak. If you smell fuel, it's probably your carburetor. Um, but I think a lot of that stuff is what, no more than a, a three? Yeah, absolutely. Three wrenches at the most for a lot of that stuff. So, but if it's leaking like at the bottom of the heads, the part that creates the V, so we're talking about the block, the bottom end versus the top end, which are the heads. Now you're really getting into, oh, it's probably time for um, a rebuild. If those, uh, head gaskets are leaking. I mean, that's, you just did this. Didn't yeah, you? I did. That's, that's a four, 
four wrench job, maybe even more. But you don't have to take the engine out. <laughs> nope. I didn't take the engine out, but I took basically the entire engine apart other than, you know, dropping pistons. So it was, it was a lot. It's definitely, definitely a, a pucker factor <laughs> on that for sure of like, Ooh, will this ever go back together? Well, you drove it here today. So. I did. Yeah, I did. And I still have an issue, but it's not, it's not, uh, not, not with my heads. It's something else. Well, the, the bottom end of the engine is, is the block, which we started to talk about that. And that is, um, you know, the crankshaft and, um, the pistons and the connecting rods. And that's basically, there's a block and then you got all the stuff in it, which would be a short block. And they also call those the rotating internals, but that is basically the bottom of the engine where all the power goes to, and then goes out the back to the drive shaft, to the transmission, to the drive shaft, to the rear wheels, front wheels, things like that, transfer yeah. case. So, um, if if your heads are leaking, you know, it's it might be time for a rebuild. But in many cases, you know, you can just replace the head gaskets and go another ninety hundred thousand miles. Yeah, if it's not leaking oil and smoking and um, specifically out the tailpipe, yeah, <laughs> then you know maybe you don't need to pull your engine. So, John, if you were to have to rebuild your engine and you had to pull it out, we talked to Courtney Barber about this, but yeah. what would you rate that? You know, pulling the engine isn't too incredibly difficult. I mean, it's, it is, I, I would say it's a three, well, maybe it's a four. Like, I would definitely would do what she did where she actually dropped it down, uh, took the wheels and tires off and like got it as low as possible. Cause it's sitting up pretty high and it's hard to get your engine crane cherry picker, you know, to get the engine high enough to come out. So yeah, I would say that part of it is pretty difficult, but pulling it out and putting it back in isn't too, too incredibly hard. Um, now you can, you know, if you add stuff like EFI makes it a little bit more challenging because you've got, um, you know, some, some more wires and stuff like that. And then all the stuff that you've added, you know, can make it more difficult, but just pulling the, the V8 out, um, I would say is a three wrench just because there's some, there's some tricky parts to it. Yeah. And you, you, you can rent a hoist, um, Better to have someone that has a hoist that's done it before. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you can put it, it can be messy. <laughs> yeah. So sure. just put a bunch of cardboard down because coolant's going to go everywhere. And same thing when you take the heads apart. Oh, so man, yeah. disassembling an engine, you just recently went through this on DIY on a scale of one to five. Yeah. I mean, yeah, three or four. Um, uh, again, I think it, the, the will it go back together factor was the scariest part, but. Once I did it, I was like, huh, that actually wasn't that bad. But, you know, it's that like, is this going to fire up? Did I forget something? Did I leave a bolt, you know, <laughs> in the piston chamber of one of the, you know, like it's just all of that stuff that you're so worried about. But I actually loved it, man. It was it was a lot of fun taking the, taking the heads off, cleaning them. You know, rebuilding them, putting them back together, and and uh, putting them back on. It was it was a lot of fun, and yeah, I, I turned that key and it just fired right up. I was I was pretty pleased. Well, guys like us, we'll we'll do this and try. We'll call help if we are doing something we're unfamiliar with and get through it and get it done. It's super rewarding. But you know, 
most people listening are going, yeah, I'd never do that. Yeah, I'll never, <laughs> I'll never pull my engine. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, another option is, you know, obviously you can find a reputable shop. Um, you know, there are engine builders out there and then there are car shops that sort of do it all. I prefer the engine building shop. Yeah. You know, most machine shops will rebuild your engine if you'll pull it out. They don't want your vehicle around a machine shop, but if you'll take them their engine, I had a flathead done that way. Oh, nice. They, I disassembled it, took them all the parts. They machined everything, rebuilt the bottom end. Re, the whole thing is a bottom end. But anyway, yeah. they basically put everything new in it, and I just have to assemble it now. Wow. So, And a machine shop will do that for you. It saves you a ton of money. Yeah, that's and, super uh, cool. Kind of like if you do the same thing with your transmission, you'll save at least a 1000 bucks if yeah. you drop your transmission off versus your whole car. Yep. Um, but in engine building, you've got machine shops, engine building machine shops. Well, typically they can just rebuild your heads if you want, or they'll just do the bottom end. Yeah. Another one is, which we talked about, is you can just go to like Blueprint Engines and order a new one. Yeah. Oh, what they call crate. crate engine. And um, they have all kinds of options. That website's really fun to go to because you can like pick your horsepower <laughs> and yeah, Blueprint is great. I, I think that's what I'm going to do on this one sitting behind us. The, uh, the, I forget what I've named this um, Bronco, the Bronco number two that I'm working on. Um, and uh, so I think that's, I think that's what I've decided to do on, on this one is just get a blueprint and uh, hit the easy button with that and, and uh, just rock and roll instead of building an engine and then trying to sell it. Hey, John Melton built this engine. You should definitely buy this Bronco for a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll let blueprint have the warranty. And then, oh, and they give good warranties. It too. is a good warranty for especially for the price. And now, Blueprint, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Crate engine is usually, uh, crate should be a brand new engine, not a refurbished engine. Mm -hmm. But I did notice that I think, uh, I, I believe I saw on Blueprint's website that they do have refurbished engines, so they have both. So one is a completely new block, and then one is like a 302 that they've refurbished and made like new. Mm -hmm. right. so, so a little bit different. Crate engine should just be a new block, never been driven, never been run, um, and then you have a refurbished engine. So yeah. Right. And, then, you know, there's also two ways to order the engine. There's probably four ways, but basically you can order it with a carburetor or you can order it with EFI through mm -hmm. Blueprint, and it's it's been engine stand tested and everything and has the warranty, but there's also the original engine, which was a flat tappet or solid lifter yeah. versus a roller cam, which is a modernized engine and um, has hydraulic lifters. So people probably don't want to know all that, but the modernized engine uh, stays cooler because it runs a lot more coolant, circulates yep. through it, better circulation. And then it has higher performance heads, a higher performance cam. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's like $2,000 difference, but you can't just stick an original 1970s style engine in there and save a little bit of money. And it. it's very original. Uh, or you can make a little more power and get close to 300 horsepower. Yeah. Um, for maybe somewhere in the $7,500 range instead yeah. of, say, $5,500. Yeah. Or the, uh, the Explorer. You know, the, the Explorer is a good swap. I forget what years it is, but... You can swap in an Explorer motor or even 
gosh, if you find an old Bronco motor where, you know, someone's selling, you know, just an old 5.0 uh, fuel injected Bronco motor from the fourth or fifth generation, you know, those are great, uh, great swaps to throw in there and fit great in an early Bronco. Well, and they're common. They're not, um, it's not a bad thing to do to your truck because uh, uh, one of our customers takes trucks to auction at Meekum and he gets bringing over 130,000, he's done the whole Explorer conversion. And that truck has the right camshaft to move a truck. Yeah. So, but I think the thing I want to leave everyone with is, you know, if you just replace the heads and don't match the cam to it, when you're building an engine, you, you don't have a good package or combination and you want one that works for the Bronco. It takes into account your gear ratios and your transmission and all of the stuff's already been figured out. Blueprint's done it. Summit Racing has done it. And you can just pick a package. But typically, um, you really want an engine that has a, a camshaft profile in it for a truck. Yeah. So, And that's, I think, the biggest mistake everyone makes. Build your package around the fact that it's going in a Bronco. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And one of the things that, um, you know, we've got all this these beautiful fasteners laying out here on the table as we're, we're talking about all this. You know, whenever you're doing anything on your engine – you want to go back better. You want it to go back better than the way that you took it apart. We were even talking about, you know, I was talking about the manifold bolts. Like, man, I, I feel like I've broken so many manifold bolts because they're old and rusty. And that, you know, the integrity of the metal has just completely gone by the wayside over the years. Um, and that's why we love these ARP fasteners, you know, like these hold the test of time, but also they're going to hold whatever you throw at it. Uh, when I rebuilt, uh, put, put back on my heads, man, I like, there is something so nice about putting ARP fasteners on, you know, that's that, especially when you do heads, like when you're putting your heads back, back together, like putting those ARP fasteners on there is just gives you such or give me such confidence you know it, it was like yes i know that this is right and this is going to hold and it's not going to leak well and it's better than the original fasteners for example the uh, diesel industry and ford they actually have a ford diesel engine if you buy a rebuilt engine from ford you can get it bulletproofed well the difference is it has ARP head studs in it. No way. Yeah, it's called bulletproofing your Ford. Everyone knows that. It's it's that you put the ARP head studs wow. in there when you put the heads back on. So, huh. And we've got all kinds of stuff here. We've got um, engine accessory fastener kit that makes your whole truck look great because these are stainless steel. Yep. Um, they also have black ones, but I, I like the stainless steel. They look good. Yeah. People know you've cleaned your engine yeah. and gone through it. I actually went for the black, black uh, bolts, but yeah, black fasteners. But yeah, uh, it's very cool and very, very, very much worth the money. Like I used to always kind of turn my nose up at it. Like, why would you do that? It's not, you know, but now having bolts on my Bronco that have rusted that I put on there eight years ago, I'm like, oh, okay. Yes, it is worth it to have good fasteners on your Bronco that are going to last. Hey, I know that sound. What's that sound? It sounds just like my Bronco. It sounds With like the new exhaust system. A giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, uh, we talked about this last week, but we are doing another giveaway. So we're giving the Bold Axleback exhaust system away to you guys, to you, our, uh, our listeners of the podcast, listeners of the broadcast, whether you're listening on iTunes or Spotify or watching this on YouTube. Uh, our sponsor, Tom's Off-Road, said, hey, we want to give some stuff away. So they're, they're giving away the bold axle back exhaust. Donnie just put this on his uh, Bronco. Yeah, it's bold performance. Okay. And uh, what um, it's really neat because you're taking out this gigantic exhaust from Ford that cuts all the sound out. Like you can't even tell if you started your truck or not. It's so quiet. Yeah. And then you're putting on something that's subtle and you can see how much smaller it is. Uh, I made a post about it, but if you go to the link at Tom's, you can just type in bold performance for Gen 6 and it'll come up. And uh, it's stainless steel, and it's not so small or so free-flowing that your truck's loud. Like, I don't, I'm not getting any drone. Um, and it just got this grumble that I didn't have before, and now my truck's got, like, some attitude. Nice. Yeah, nice. it's pretty awesome. And it was pretty easy to install. Yeah, it was literally one nut, oh, and that wow. was it. And the two exhaust hangers, and uh, I did it on my back in the grass, and uh, that was it. That's like, cool. Super fast, super easy, and it's a slip fit. So it just you slip it in, put the the nut and bolt back in, and tighten it down, and uh, and you're done. It's so easy. Nice. Well, we said this last week, but uh, how we're going to be giving this one away? Uh, it's not going to be a comment on iTunes. A lot of you guys were like, "Hey, we're Android users. We don't we don't like iTunes." And so I was like, "Okay." So what we're doing is if you click the link in the description, so you got to kind of find the description in Spotify or iTunes or uh, on YouTube, click the link in the description, and that link is going to take you to the drawing page on Tom's Off-Road website. You'll put in your information, uh, and you'll get entered to win. Now, that will give you one entry, but you can get up to five entries if you do stuff like subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you subscribe to Tom's YouTube channel, if you follow Tom's uh, off-road Instagram, if you follow bold performance Instagram and in the website, we'll kind of walk you through all that stuff. So definitely check that out for all of those extra entries. And if you have left us a review on iTunes, then you also get some extra entries as well. Uh, the entries on this close June 16th. So definitely get your entries in to win that bold performance axleback exhaust for your Gen 6 Bronco. Well, that's it, man. Good episode. Yeah, so next week we'll do uh, the top end of the engine. Nice. We'll talk a little bit more about the rest of the engine. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Broncast podcast all about the Ford Bronco. We'd like to thank this season's sponsor, Tom's Off-Road, for all your Gen 1 and Gen 6 Bronco parts. Our technical producer and audio editor is Josh Toller, a freelance podcast mixer, editor, and trumpet player extraordinaire right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Find our video, podcasts, and other materials on our YouTube channel, Nashville Early Bronco. Thanks again for listening to the Broncast. We'll see you next week.